and welcome to the Spooky Dookie Podcast, the only horror podcast for you social outcasts. Hosted by us, I'm Derek. And I'm Mike. My voice kind of gave out a little bit towards the end there. <laughs> you want to uh, redo it? No, no, it's good. It's, I'm still going to puberty. Um, Today we are reviewing uh, Black Phone, the Black Phone, uh, starring Ethan Hawke. And uh, directed by Scott Derrickson, who done like very famous movies like the directed to DVD Hellraiser Inferno, um, the Keanu Reeves classic The Day the Earth Stood Still, and uh, everybody's favorite movie, uh, Deliver Us from Evil. Why you just troll him, man? What do you do? <laughs> These are his movies. <laughs> <laughs> but now he directed uh, The Exorcist of Emily Rose, which I heard it was good, but I've never seen it. So I also bought that movie on my birthday. Um, of course, the classic Sinister. Uh, yeah, I want uh, uh, detective uh, deputy so and so, whatever. Yeah. What the fuck is his name? What is his yeah. actual name? That guy again. What is it, three straight Ethan Hawke ones with him in it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that James guy just... Ranson. No, that, that, that pairing, keep doing. I like it. <laughs> I never thought... Again, I talk about how Nicolas Cage became, like, my favorite actor at this age, which I think is, like, disturbing. And yeah, also no. <laughs> Alex Wolf or whatever. I also like those two towards the top. Ethan Hawke. Like, I never would have thought about that. <laughs> like, these people, the opposite of me... At like 16, 17, 18. <laughs> I mean, good. I guess I'm getting less judgmental or something or understanding that they were just uh, memed for no reason. Right. And then he also directed Doctor Strange, um, the first one. He was a executive producer on the second one. I like that one. Yeah, it was okay. So you didn't have to troll him. He has some pretty decent things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason why they gave him Black Phone. It was like when you said those three things, like, oh, straight to DVD Hellraiser, and they gave him this. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> the data still, Earth is still, I didn't think it was that bad, but I guess people I don't, hated I that, that. Um, It's a remake. Um, I think Jada Smith is in that, actually. If I'm not mistaken, or I'm just racist. Yeah, he is probably, in it. Probably a ladder. Nah, he's in it. <laughs> um, Black Phone, man. Um, I saw this movie um, in an advanced screening. Uh, it's Ooh. funny because uh, Mike and I met on a video game, and we used to play video games all the time, even though he lived in New York and I lived in Cleveland. So... Um, at times, I'd be forgetting that the people I play Fortnite with all the time also live in Cleveland. Like, I just view them as my internet friends. <laughs> <laughs> so I was supposed to go see this movie uh, with this one girl, but the plans fell through because she had to work. And I'm playing Fortnite with Will, and I'm just like, I don't know who I'm going to see this movie with. I guess I'll go by myself. And I was like, oh, wait. You want to go with me? <laughs> so with, with, with. <laughs> but yeah, so we went to go see this, and uh, the theater was huge. It was packed. Um, the line wrapped around the movie theater. 
because like I said, it was advanced screening. So it's first come, first serve. I was like the third person in line. I got there like an hour and a half early just so I can get good seats. Um, the experience is pretty funny. Um, there was a guy in the wheelchair next to us. Um, he was on the phone, like in the beginning, before the movie started, um, talking about uh, his first time taking Percocets and uh, how much he loves it and blah, blah, blah. It was weird. He I'm was happy just... he's living his best life being in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but he was pretty funny. Um, but More yeah. like wheelchair. <laughs> but yeah um black phone Ethan yeah i didn't see this one in theaters i really really wanted to and thought so i was going to but just say I, I just ended up uh waiting for it to be released uh yeah digitally you, you mooshed on me yeah i watched it on peacock i like how peacock's doing it they're like releasing it in theaters, and I think it's like forty-five days later they put it on a streaming service. HBO Max was similar to that. I'm interested. Well, HBO Max is straight to freaking HBO Max and theaters. Just, um, fucking, I wonder what's going to happen with the streaming wars in 2023 in the beginning of it because I can't. It used to be pretty simple of I guess who had the strongest material of who mm. to be with, and I thought that was HBO Max by a long shot. But yeah. now I'm really confused. Yeah, I don't know what HBO Max is doing right now. I I, I can see why they have to downsize because it seemed like the stuff that they, their library just seems just it was expensive. crazy. It was great. Yeah, it was worth it. They're supposed to be worth it. I know. Uh, why can't you just raise the price a little? No, 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 no. That's not. Let's not get crazy here. I mean, stripping the quality though. Do you pay for HBO Max? Yeah. I wasn't because I had HBO and it was matched with it at first. Then as of six months ago, it's nothing I pay for it with Cody. Oh, I was using my ex's account. I Got him. <laughs> <laughs> that was like me with, with Sarah's Netflix forever. Then I just felt so goddamn guilty about it. Like I know she wouldn't have cared, uh, but like, I don't know. I just didn't feel right about it. <laughs> Yeah, I stopped using hers because I, I kicked her off of my Peacock and my Hulu. Yeah, so that's yeah. why I got Lena's stuff now for most of the streaming services. But, uh, yeah, like, Paramount Plus, I think, gets Twisted Metal. Like, I, ah, what am I going to have to just each month switch off? I'm running out of free trials. Wait, Paramount Plus is getting Twisted Metal? I thought it was Peacock. I get those confused. I get those confused. Yeah, I'm not sure now. Now i got to look it up. It's a P. But either way, to watch that, I have to get that. So, uh, first of all, you're saying you have to pee. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's going to Peacock. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. I just canceled my Paramount Plus. Um, I just wanted to watch Warfin. <laughs> Do I have? Um, I think, oh, I have free trial right now. Yeah, okay. Yeah. There's a sh- I kind of want to get shuttered though right now because there's a movie I want to see that I don't know the name of, but apparently this is got Dash Cam's on there. Who? Dash Cam's on there. Oh yeah, so see, I might get shuttered because um, this is built on TikTok. I wish I remember his name so I can plug him. But uh, he re- he uh, recommends movies 
like slashers and stuff that he likes. And nine times out of ten, they're movies I've never even heard of. And, Good. Um. Oh yeah, it's this movie called Glorious that's on Shutter that looks really good, and it's with J.K. Simmons and I am J.K. Rollins. No, J.K. Simmons. Who? He played um. Who would you know him as? He played uh J. Jonah Jameson. Oh yeah, but he is such a good actor. Him being in a horror movie is crazy, and I want to see it. And it got an eighty for six or eighty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I gotta watch this. It's called Winnie the, Glorious. Winnie the Pooh trailer dropped a couple days ago. Yeah, yeah, that looks crazy stupid. <laughs> yeah, so you did watch it. You watch, It's a trailer you did watch. Uh, yeah, I well, I watched, like, uh, what's his name, 3C Films. Yeah. Uh, reaction to it, yeah. I can't tell. I assume that they're just, like, your next hunting down people or something in masks. But the way that they're talking about Pooh and Piglet or whoever the fuck it was – Making it sound like they're imaginary or something. The the narration was confusing me. Like I'm are they, not paying uh, to see this, so <laughs> no, I don't think it's going to theaters or anything anyway. Like this was going to be ripped no matter what. It's a low quality thing that they just did fast to get on the copyright uh, thing that got available in January. So they didn't care what it was. The thing is, though, is it just they're supposed to be monsters, but the masks are so shitty that. It just looks like they're wearing masks as, like, burglars. Uh, I have no idea, man. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Stupid. I think we, well, we're going to have to review it just for the sake of yeah. it's, 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 it's not relevant, but it's, it, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't find it. Groundbreaking? It's, it's going to be fucking dog shit. <laughs> but, like, we have to see why they even attempted it. Because obviously, maybe they had a plan in early 2021 to then take the license in early 2022. So maybe it was a little more thought out than that. But you remember like all the freaking uh, Corona movies? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I expect the quality to be. Because they didn't care. There was a zombie movie three weeks after Corona came out. And it was like, it looked like it was filmed by like, I don't even know. I don't even know how to explain how stupid it was. It's sort we of could, like how uh, Asylum Films, Asylum Films were. You ever seen yeah, Asylum Yeah, Films? yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Transmorphers. <laughs> uh, speaking of new movies, I saw The Imitation last night. Um, I don't even think I know what that is. I know it's not on our list. Yeah, it was, eh, it was okay. It's a vampire movie. Um, it was okay. Um, I'll give it a spooky. It was very corny and cheesy, but because um, it starts off like a romantic comedy and then, you know, it's, turns the genre on his head back into a horror. And it's okay. I just hate romance. It's so corny to me. <laughs> but yeah. Back to Black Phone. Yes. Um, when I saw this movie, it's really giving me Stephen King vibes. Yep. Uh, turns out it is based off a story by Joe Hill. So, did not know that. Uh, Joe Hill, for those who don't know, is Stephen King's son. Uh, the only movie I've seen based off a Joe Hill novel was Into the Tall Grass, which was a very weird movie. 
I took that off. We have, okay, we have our immediate list of immediate things to watch and review. And then I have a really, really long one of ideas. I recently, I think two days ago, took that one off. I was like, <laughs> we're never going back to this. I yes. was I was put on there during the time it came out. No. Oh, bye. Shoot, that's when I saw it. <laughs> yeah, that's when everyone saw it. What was it, two years ago? Yeah. Yeah, so no, that. missed opportunity, and it didn't sound, exactly, it didn't sound like it was worth it. Right. The thing is, though, you get to movies a lot of the time before me, so I don't have to waste my time. <laughs> I mean, I liked it. It was just weird. Um, but yeah. But I think I might be in the minority of that one. Uh, what it, it looked like, I don't even know. Is it like the happening? I'm so confused. Um, they're like trapped in this in the tall grass, and um, it's like time travel and stuff going on. Like they're just stuck in the grass; they can't get out. It's, That's so they're just stuck in a parallel dimension inside grass. That's what's scary. Yeah, and like they see. Well, what's really scary is, uh, damn, I can't think of his name. What's well, the dude who plays Ed Warren in um, The Conjuring? Uh, Patrick. Patrick Wilson, is it or Patrick? I don't know. Anyway, he was he he was crazy in that movie. He was good. He was the one trying to kill everybody in there because he was like possessed by the grass. The grass was telling him to kill people. <laughs> it's the happening. Yeah, pretty much. Well, the happening was telling the grass killed themselves, or the grass telling people to kill themselves. But, what a crazy movie! <laughs> <laughs> just, just fucking Mark Wahlberg listening to plants. So bad. Yeah, Patrick Wilson was. His I name. do have it on DVD though, just to say I did. I got a lot of movies on DVD, but I do not have that one. All right, right. let's finally. Get into yeah, black, phone. black phone because you were so excited to talk about it, but we got on a rant to know yeah. I think I went on like a rant on Instagram telling everybody to watch this movie after I saw it before it came out. And <laughs> a lot of people gave me flag. I was like, oh, don't spoil it. I'm like, I didn't spoil it. You idiot. Just say, go watch it. Saying good or bad is not spoiling. Right. With us, it sort of <laughs> is because we like to keep the, you know, surprise of it. So you watch things for us, you know, yeah. like you want to see what we have to say but uh for a normal person who doesn't have a goddamn podcast with you what shut up like what <laughs> right <laughs> um anyways so black phone it starts off uh it shows that we are taking place in north denver uh 1978 it opens up in a baseball during a baseball game our main character his name is finn he is the pitcher and the guy who is up for bat his name is bruce and what you want to call it uh okay. finn he was pitching he pitched two strikes and on the third strike um, I mean, on the third pitch, I don't know baseball. Yeah, <laughs> third pitch. Uh, Bruce hits a home run, and you know how they do at the end of sports games, where they have the kids line up and they say "good game" and shake everybody's hands. Um, Bruce says to Finn, "Uh, your arm is meant. You almost had me." Um, yeah weird um <laughs> i assume they knew each other they did not yeah. it was just that moment yeah, yeah they're from separate schools yeah yeah playing against each other 
All right, so then it cuts and we get a scene of Bruce riding his bike through the neighborhood. And during that, the song Free Ride uh, by the Edgar Winter Group starts playing. And I wrote that down because right after I wrote that, I wrote Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Because every time I hear that song, I automatically think of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Because that's what was, what was playing in the beginning when they were jumping out the uh, airplane doing the uh, skydiving. Oh, you're talking about the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh. Yeah. yeah. God, <laughs> that movie is so, like, bad and good at once. It's, it's like, great. It's, it's oh, like, the CG's bad, but. Dude, <laughs> they were, like, in the middle of the 90s in the, the, the extreme shit. They're like, how do we open a movie? And then they just do that. It had, that's. Uh, so weird for the Power Rangers before that to just be like, I don't it's know, so actually doing that too. Because people who didn't even watch, like, who weren't even like Power Rangers fans, they knew who Ivan Ooze was. That's how just iconic you, you, that movie you was. Just, you just did great because yeah. no, because I've been slacking on a Halloween costume because I've been depressed and usually I have it planned by now. I have his nose. <laughs> I have his nose. It's perfect. <laughs> And it's it's cool because last year I wanted to be um, a little guy, uh, purple doll, the one that I'm obsessed with, children's TV show. Uh, why am I on our I know on our who merch? You're talking about on our merch. I know um, exactly. What you're talking about. <laughs> See, I couldn't remember his name for years, well, and then it's thing on yeah, and uh, then and then everybody knows his name because of me now, and I can't think of what his name is. Gooey Gus, <laughs> but it's it's a little too complicated to do that. I'm yeah. not, no, <laughs> maybe someday. But hey, that's purple. Right, <laughs> writing it down. Ivan ooze. I love I loved um, the actual ooze they sold, but I fucked oh, up. Yeah. It. I fucked up because it dropped it on the ground and it got dirty. So I tried to wash it and went down the drain. Yikes. I don't think I ever had the ooze. The only ooze I ever had was the one that came with the TMT, TMNT mm-hmm. toys. Yeah. Not to get distracted, but Derek just bought a new game because Twitter told him to. So I need to know how it is. You bought the new Ninja Turtles game. Uh, I only bought, I mean, only it's just um, a port of all like the SNES and Game Boy games and Genesis games. Um. It's nothing. New so it's not okay. All yeah. right. So why yeah. even? Cons- why did you even consider not getting it then? Because like I'm Lena said, and all my video no. games are in storage. <laughs> yeah, like like Lena said, uh, there's like no bad games by Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Basically, I mean the first one I'm playing is bad, but that's because it's the first game. <laughs> yeah, what are you gonna do about that? I don't yeah. even think that was all the way in color or something. It was weird looking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Bruce is on his bike smiling yeah, at everybody. Riding. And um, Free Ride is playing. Come on, make a free ride, free ride. And he's riding his bike. And then um, as he's riding his bike, you see a black van uh, pull up behind him. And then, boom, it just cuts to the opening sequence. And the opening sequence reminds me a lot of Sinister, just mm-hmm. the way the shots were, everything was like, uh, the way everything was zoomed in, like some kid, I guess, scraped their knees, so it was like zoomed in on the scar on the knee, and 
the uh, soundtrack that's playing in the background sounds like the Sinister soundtrack. So at this point, I'm like excited for this movie. I'm like, yeah, it's about to be real good. Well, I guess that's either that guy's taste or he's doing it intentionally because he got the two actors for all his movies and now he has the, the score. Yes. So maybe it's the same person who's doing the score. And if, if so, then that foursome is a great combination. <laughs> a great combination. Let me see here. Give me one second. I'm uh, looking up something. I guess it's not the same person. Oh, if it was, I was going to say I finally have a person I could say like is my favorite score. No, but he did the score for The Witch, The Lighthouse. Um, was it Our House? Did I see Our House? I didn't see Our House. So he's go with suspense. Yeah. Either way, really good. Um, let's see here. So yeah, open the secret happens, and then it cuts to the kitchen scene, and we meet their alcoholic father and her. I mean, and Finn's sister. His father is played by um, Jeremy Davies. Um, I know him more from Lost. Um, yeah. And then the sister, her name is Gwen or Gwenny. Did he call her Gwenny or am I just doing that because of Finny? I don't know. Whatever. I sister don't know. Gwen. Yeah. Played by Madeline McGraw. I don't think she played in anything. Oh, yeah. She was in Chris and La Llorona. Interesting. I just um, kept thinking like Sadie Sink should have played this. Who? From uh, Stranger Things and Fear Street. Orange Hair Girl. I don't remember. Was she also in It? I don't remember. Oh, wait. No, never mind. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, okay. The main character of Fear Street 2. The, 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 the middle one. The camp one. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, so I guess she's not uh, like she's a little too old, I guess, to play that. Yeah. What are they? Are they middle schoolers in this? Mm, looks like it. Yeah, he might yeah. be eighth grade and she's seventh. Yeah. So, this opportunity. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we meet them. Um. Nothing really happens much in the kitchen. We just meet the two characters. Um. Then we cut to the sister, Gwen and Finn. They're walking to school and we get a lot of exposition here. We see that uh, there's missing posters for Bruce everywhere. Um, and as they're walking, they see Robin, his uh, Finn's friend. His name is Robin. Um, believe he's Hispanic. Yeah, he's Hispanic. And he's beating up a bully by the name of Moose. Um, he he beats up Moose pretty pretty bad, especially after Moose called them a a, a derogatory term for the uh, Hispanic community. Yeah, we don't have a member that's Spanish, so we can't use it here. But <laughs> use your imagination. <laughs> I don't even think that's like beat up. That dude was almost murdering him. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, so they, they uh, Finn and uh, Gwen see that, and they start walking to school again. And um, they start talking about the grabber, um, 
fan doesn't like Gwen saying his name. And it's because the urban legend is the grabber would grab you if you say his name out loud. But Gwen, obviously, she doesn't believe it. And she's trying to get Finn to say it, but he's like, I'm not saying that crap. And um, she was all like, she was just talking about how the grabber grabbed the toughest guy in school since the grab. Oh, wait, yeah, she's saying the grabber grabbed the toughest guy in school. Was His name was Pinball Vance. Um, and what's his name? Uh, Bruce wasn't small either. Uh, Bruce. Yeah, Bruce is, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. He seems older to them. Yeah, so I'm, I guess it was surprising to me that he was going for not easy targets. Yeah, yeah. I was, well, I guess we'll get to that later, but I just don't understand how he got pinball vans. But anyways, um, as they're talking, you can see the black van in the background, but the camera doesn't like pan love into it. it or there's no music cue or anything, but you I can love see it. the black van back there. That's yeah. creepy. I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, fans in school, he, uh, gets followed into the bathroom by some bullies and then Robin, he comes in there to wash his bloody knuckles and he tells those kids to stay away from Finn. Then they have some weird dialogue about, uh, <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre, um, how, uh, Robin likes it and his dad took him, took him to go see it. And Finn said his dad would never take him to go see something like that. Was that supposed to help give off that he's tough because he likes stuff like that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, he's very hostile. Yeah. So I like that guy, though. I like that character. <laughs> um, cuts to Gwen. She gets called to the principal office. And turns out it is the uh, – some detectives coming in there to question Gwen because apparently she told uh, Bruce's sister that she had a dream about Bruce being kidnapped and that she saw black balloons. And the detectives are like, how you know about the black balloons? Because that's the one thing we left out about each case, that there's a black balloon at every crime scene. And so, yeah. School ends. Um... Gwen and Finn meet up. Um, Gwen says that she's going to spend the night at her friend's house. So Finn has to stay and, you know, take care of his dad. And Finn watches some weird horror movie with, like, some lady in, like, a... Hello? I had to... uh, (laughs) I was turning the page. (laughs) Page of what? a paper. Oh, wow. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> but um yeah um yeah so he was watching some weird horror movie with some lady bathing in blood or something i don't know it was weird what is on paper uh it was easier for me to write well because i was working when i first watched uh, this it's like to me it's so easy on the phone so yeah. i was like that's that's some I, I was like wow you must really like this <laughs> yes the second half i wrote on uh on my phone. Should I write the reasons for people not to date me in, in hard form? Yeah. Derek was judging me before because I was looking <laughs> for my black phone notes and I have a list of reasons why people shouldn't date me. I thought everyone has that in their phone, but no. Yeah. Um, Maybe at the end I'll read them. 
But yeah, uh, so not go Femi watching the horror movie. He falls asleep. He wakes up to hear his sisters crying because her dad is beating him. I mean, beating her because he is upset that the detectives came up to his job asking questions, and he makes her say out loud that my dreams are just dreams. And she says it like four times. That was such an uncomfortable scene, especially if you've been in an abusive household growing up. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was rough. Yeah. Um, he told her not to put ice on that bottom and go watch TV. Oh, yeah. He beats her more because she, uh, she, she smashed his bottle of alcohol. But anyways... Um, Finn and Gwen, they go in and watch TV together. And uh, Gwen is very upset. Then it cuts to Robin walking along in the parking lot. And um, you see the grabber outside of his van. And Robin just walks straight towards him. And it cuts away. All right, that's the, that's the end of my paper notes. Now I got to pull out the phone for the phone notes. <laughs> He don't like girls. I guess he doesn't get girls. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Sexist. Wouldn't it be even scarier with a girl? Yeah. So, um, like I said, Robin, whatever, get kidnapped or whatever, and um, what should we call it? Uh, the father, uh, Jeremy, he... He or Mr. Shaw, his real name is Jeremy. Uh, Mr. Shaw, he gets a phone call. Finish that. He gets a phone call. Um, and uh, he goes to Finn. He was like, Do you know a kid named Robin? Blah, blah, blah. He, he couldn't pronounce his last name. And Finn was like, Yeah, it's my friend. And um, his dad just looked sad and walked away um, because uh, he's missing and sad or whatever. So it cuts to, uh, whatchamacallit, what's her name? Uh, Gwen, she's in her bedroom. She's praying to Jesus to help her find uh, Robin or whatever. And uh, yeah, whatever. Um Next morning at school, police come to question uh, Gwen again. I forget what questions they ask, but I remember she gets mad and she was like, "Yeah, that's." Uh, she was pretty she called them like, cunts or yeah, something, something like that. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> the way they were questioning her, it was it was it seemed like they were assuming that she was the grabber, and that's when she went off. Yeah, and uh, she literally said, "Yeah, I had grabbed the toughest guy in school, and Robin, like, and he, she said, like, I could, uh, one of them could kick both of your punk ass or something." Yeah, she was saying that about uh, <laughs> uh, what's his name, Vance. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was a good scene. <laughs> um, cuts to an even better scene. Uh, Finn is getting jumped by the bullies since Robin's gone, which is kind of messed up. Like you know his friend is gone. Y'all gonna still jump him. Y'all couldn't just give him a break. Nope, yeah, sounds he... like kids. <laughs> nope, sounds like kids. This is what gave it uh, 
Stephen King vibes to me because the yep. bullies are always over the top. Yep. Missing yeah. kids and bullies going to town on those missing kids before they go missing is just Stephen King's like thing. Yeah. So um Finn's gonna jump. Gwen jumps in and smashes somebody over the head with a rock and their head is just leaking. I thought she killed the dude. And somebody just kicks her in the face real hard and they just got all they all got beat up. <laughs> and it is cuts to uh Finn in science class and he doesn't have a partner, but he ends up getting paired up with his crush Donna in science class. She was no she was not needed in this movie. Yeah. That's facts. <laughs> um Custer Finn walking home again. He's alone this time again because Gwen is going to go sleep at her friend's house. And that's when Finn runs into the grabber. He uh, is carrying like a bunch of groceries and he drops his groceries or whatever. And Finn offers to help. And I think the grabber was like, you want to see a magic trick or whatever? And... um which we call it Finn. He looks into the van and he sees black balloons. He's like, "Are those balloons?" Oof! And uh, never say that out loud. <laughs> yeah, and the grabber. Oh, the balloons! Like uh, it. But anyways, um, he was like, "Yeah," and he grabs this can of whatever. The mace. Well, no, it's not mace. That'll hurt his eyes. This is to knock him out. I don't know what it is, though. But um, I guess a knockout gas. He puts it over Finn's mouth. And as he's doing that, Finn has this like little rocket ship thing, tool thing. I don't know what it is. And he stabs the uh, grabber in the arm. But it doesn't work because the grabber still kidnaps him. Let's see here. It cuts to Finn waking up in the... Uh, basement of the grabber the grabber explains that he's safe and whatnot and um he hears the phone ringing upstairs the grabber hears the phone ringing upstairs so he goes upstairs to leave it and he locks the door behind him um because to uh gwen at her friend's house uh the phone's ringing she answered the phone so her father asked him she see if she heard from finn and when he he asked that, um, she like drops the phone. And he had like this cool shot of uh, Gwen running away um, in silence. It was weird. It's a weird shot. I like it though. And then it cuts to, to a shot of like the police like searching the whole neighborhood or whatever. Not a lot of police in this town for a town full of just constant, you know, abductions. Yeah, I don't because it, it's a lot of people that got abducted. I don't understand how. Yeah, I know. It's a small town. <laughs> it's almost the same thing as Derry with um Stephen King. It's like where the fuck is everybody? Like, <laughs> well, Derry makes sense because it was like something in the water making the adults like whatever. Weird. Yeah, I mean they say it in the books, but they don't say it in the movies. But anyways, I think we'll ever get that flying turtle. Well, we got the uh, prequel series coming out, so maybe there was that lit. There was little bit of uh, the hint at the. No, it wasn't the end. It was in the, in the first it where he's like, "Ah, 
I stepped on a turtle or some shit like that. Yeah, that and um, when he saw Georgie in the basement, he uh, had like a toy turtle that he dropped, like a Lego turtle thing or whatever. But that was about it. Anyways, <laughs> fans in the basement and um, he sleep. He hears the phone rings and he goes to answer it. But uh, the grabber is right there behind them, and he's like, the phone doesn't work. And he was like, hang it up. He said it in a mean way. And he promises he'll take Finn home soon because something came up and everything's all screwed up. And um, Finn says he'll scream, and the grabber says it's completely soundproof. He built the freaking basement to be soundproof or whatever. Um, and Finn looks at the phone again and Grabber says that he heard the phone ring too and he thinks it has to do something with static electricity that yeah he has he thinks it has something to do with the static electricity because the phone isn't plugged up and he said that one day he uh, answered the phone just by habit um, but yeah um, the Grabber he finally goes upstairs um Finn starts looking for ways to escape, but then he's all like, oh, man, Robin would have escaped. So um, he pretty much gave up because he figured there's no way that he can escape if Robin couldn't escape because he is a pussy. Anyways, <laughs> um, let's see. He Oh, the phone rings again. And Finn runs to the phone, and there's no one there. So he hangs it up, and he just goes to sleep. Then he wakes up the next day, and the grabber is just next to him, just staring at him, um, being weird. And um, what should we call it? Finn, he asks for food. Grabber says he has to wait to get some food. And Finn was like, why? Is there someone upstairs who will see you bring me food? And, uh, yeah, Finn asks, why did you even come down here if you ain't going to bring me food? And the grabber says, just to look at you. And then he leaves. <laughs> like, <laughs> so creepy. And then when um, the grabber leaves, the phone rings. Finn finally answers it. And um, they just go, they just says, they say Finn's name. And Finn gets scared and he hangs up. The phone ends up ringing again. And the dude says, don't hang up. And he don't remember his, he was saying that he doesn't remember his own name. Um, but it turns out it was Bruce because he kept saying, your arms meant you almost had me. He kept saying it over and over again. Um, then he lets Finn know that there's a towel in the hall, tile in the hallway that's loose and they continue digging underneath the towel. And he hangs up. Um... Then after he hangs up, we get like this little montage of like Bruce's upbringing before he got kidnapped. Like he's with his father playing baseball or something and blah, blah, blah. Um, Yeah, whatever. Um, And then after that, they show Finn digging underneath the tile. Um, Then they show the cut to... um, Finn school, they show um, like they're having this big assembly telling everybody that Finn has been kidnapped 
and um, everybody's just staring at Gwen. Um, it's kind of messed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, they got the kids right in this movie. <laughs> um, Where's Deputy So-and-so? Uh, they don't, he doesn't come yet. Um, but yeah, finally, the grabber comes downstairs, brings Finn some eggs. Um, and what looks to be a Sprite? I guess it could be a Sprite. I, I thought at first it was, I forget that word, is it Perrier? Maybe. But I don't know if they had that in a glass bottle I think in the he, 70s. I think he said soda. I think yeah, he offered him a soda because he's yeah, a kid. Also, it was in the 70s, so yeah. I think most soda came in. My glass bottles like that. Yeah. But yeah, so he gives him he gives him food and he goes back upstairs, but this time he doesn't lock the door behind him. Um uh Finn notices it, but then the phone rings. Uh there's a new kid on the phone this time, and he tells him not to go upstairs and that's a trap. And uh Finn realizes that this is Billy the paper boy, and Billy tells Finn um, that the grabber is upstairs waiting with a belt and that if you go up there, he's going to beat you nonstop. And that's what happened to him. And he'll keep beating you and he won't stop. And it hurts. And Finn, he slowly starts going up the stairs where he hangs up. He starts slowly going up the stairs, but he goes halfway up the stairs and the camera pans up to see, you see uh, the grabber sitting there in a chair with this big old belt and he's sitting there strapped, I'm not strapped, shirtless, just waiting. Also, I forgot to mention the grabber's mask. I wish I would have wrote down in my notes like the emotions each mask were, but Mm -hmm. I forgot. I like the um, design of the mask. It's pretty cool. Uh, I feel like the design of the mask with the emotions kind of reminds me of the uh, all the... The theater things. That, which is also on my arm, tattooed. And oh. also uh, Split. Oh, okay, Kept yeah. Coming into the room as different, different right. reasons why. But I, I don't know. It felt like a new character every time. Yeah. Um, eventually Billy, the paperboy calls again, um, fan calls him Billy. Billy was like, don't call me that. That's not my name anymore. I don't, I don't remember that time in my life or whatever. Um, then he tells him there's a cable that he's hidden that can help him climb to the window because there's like a gated window up there. So... Um, Finn, he grabs the freaking rope. Um, he, he uses an intricate way to get the rope to wrap around the gate of the window or whatever to try to climb up there. But all it did was just break the window and the gate falls down. And he starts crying because, you know, he's trapped. Um, then it cuts to Gwen, um... She asks her dad about her dreams. Um, and her dad, like, kind of went on, I don't know, just the backstory of their mom and how the dreams are just dreams. Her mom 
also thought her dreams were telling her things, but the dreams end up having her, made her kill herself or whatever. So that's why her dad is an alcoholic and her dad is so bent on telling Gwen to not listen to her dreams and don't think that she's psychic like her mom. Cuts to finally the police going door to door, interviewing people and they knock on the door and turns out it is Max, played by Deputy So-and-so, played by James Ranson. Uh, they question him and this man is uh, coked out of his mind, but he has like those conspiracy theorist billboards, uh, like trying to pinpoint where the grabber is and all this stuff. And detectives kind of just write him off and just like, you know, if you see anything, just let us know. Hmm, they write him off. A person trying to solve a case. <laughs> well, <laughs> Sounds like fucking sinister. Well, they only uh, wrote him off because he, uh, they saw the Coke he had on the, uh, <laughs> on the table. <laughs> but, um, but um, when the police leave, the camera pans downwards, and you see that Deputy So-and-so is right above Finn the whole time. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Custer Grabber, he asks Finn for his name. Finn lies. I forgot what he said his name was. And the Grabber, he gets mad. And he was like, I almost let you go. And Finn was like, what are you talking about? And he threw the newspaper article of Finn um, being kidnapped or whatever. So the grabber already knew his name. He was seeing if Finn would tell the truth about his name, but of course he didn't. So grabber leaves him again. And this time again, he leaves the door open. And the phone rings and um, they hang up. Like, they don't say anything. Um, camera pans back upstairs, and you see the grabber. He's waiting at the top of the stairs, but he's, like, falling asleep. And eventually he does fall asleep. Uh, then cuts to Finn. He sees a floating body, dead body, pointing at a phone. Uh, these dead kids remind me of Sinister again. Uh, mostly Sinister 2. Did you see Sinister 2? Okay, well... That movie is more about the dead kids, and it's the exact same makeup that they use on the dead kids. So it's whatever. Um, yeah, like I said, the phone is pointing at the. I mean, dead body is pointing at the phone. Finn answers the phone. They tell him that the reason why the grabber won't kill him is because he won't play the game. And Finn's like, "What game? The game is called Naughty Boy," and the grabber. Eh, and he also lets him know that um, the grabber is asleep and that it's time for him to get out of there. And he lets him know that there's a combination lock that before he died, the combination lock was the lock to his um, bike lock. And so Finn was like, so what's the combination? And the kid, he couldn't remember the numbers, so he wrote it down before he died. And the numbers were 23317. But Finn doesn't know like the actual combination. He doesn't know if it's 23317 or 23317. He doesn't know like what it does. And the 
ghost was like, well, I guess you're just going to have to use them all and <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> so then he goes upstairs, he put in all the combinations and he actually got out. I didn't think he was going to get out when that happened. <laughs> that was the most tense fucking scene yeah. I've ever seen <laughs> of me like grinding my teeth. <laughs> Yeah, so Fed he runs down the stair. I mean, he runs down the street, but um, the grabber he gets in his van. He drives up to uh, Finn, gets out the van, chases him down, tackles him. Somebody comes out the house, and the grabber pulls out a knife and holds it up to Finn. It was like, if you say anything, I'll gut you. Uh, right here, so Finn was quiet. Uh, grabber brings what I don't know if I'm just because I'm suicidal but I thought like let him cut me at least if I die (laughs) he's caught (laughs) the grabber brings Finn back into the house and you can hear Max in the background yelling what was that and um, the grabber was like it's nothing Max the dog just got out or whatever and um, yeah the cuts to Gwen, she's waking up, she doesn't have a dream, and she when she wakes up, she says, What the fuck, Jesus? Um, which was funny. Everybody in the theater laughed. And um yeah. And she came to the conclusion that Jesus isn't real because Jesus didn't help her find her brother or give her a dream to help her find her brother. Anyways, um, Cuts to Finn again, phone rings again, and this time it is pinball, pinball Vance on the phone. Then it cuts to a flashback of Vance and it shows two kids like playing around in a store and Vance is playing uh, pinball and he's close to his high score. And the kids, the two kids that's playing around accidentally bumped into the pinball machine and I think it unplugs it or something or whatever and it causes the ball the ball was um I think stuck or something and he was oh, going yeah, for the high score and yeah. the kid got knocked into it. Right, right. And uh that caused Vance to go crazy and beat the hell out of those dudes and he grabbed a Knife and carved 7741 into one of their arms. And the police are arresting him. And as the police are arresting him, you see Gwen walking around because she is dreaming or having a vision. And she's experiencing everything that's happening. So as he's getting into the police car, um, she gets into the police car with them. As she's in the police car, um, she can hear... Finn and Vance have that conversation on the phone through the radio in the car. And the police car pulls up right in front of the house where the address is 7741. And she wakes up in the tub. Uh, Cuts back to Finn talking to Pinball Vance on the phone. He tells Finn to create that he created a hole in a wall. Um, He was like, yeah, what I did to the grabber, he really got he really got me good. Um, I made him real mad, and um, Finn was like, what you doing? He was like, I uh, dug a hole in the wall across from the uh, toilet. And he was like, you can keep digging right there. And so uh, Finn gets off the phone. He starts digging there, um, and the hole in the wall leads into the storage room next door. 
Um, there's a refrigerator blocking it. So Finn uses a washer from the toilet to unscrew the screws in the, uh, to the back of the refrigerator so he can get into the refrigerator and break through the refrigerator door. But when he went to go open the refrigerator door, turns out it was locked from the outside, so he couldn't get out of the refrigerator. So he really gave up. And he's crying. Um, and then while he's crying, the phone rings. And it's, I mean, oh, it's Robin on the phone. <laughs> I was about to say his phone on the phone. It's Robin on the phone. Um and Finn was like, oh, it's you. And Ron was like, yeah, man never leaves a friend behind. Because, you know, that's what his dad said when he was in the army or whatever. Um, and Robin was like, remember what I told you? And Finn was like, oh, that Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a great movie. And he was like, no, someday you have to stand up for yourself. So blah, blah, blah. And so he was telling Finn to, you know, put phone with dirt. I mean, fill the phone with dirt. And he was telling him the steps to knock him out. What did he say? He said, uh, raise the phone, a fast step back, step forward, step back, then swing. And yeah. And um, he tells Finn to go ahead and fill the phone with dirt. And Finn was like, well, um, will I still be able to talk to you guys? And Robin was like, nah, this is the last call. Uh, just to make sure you use what we gave you. Um, cuts to Gwen. She's riding her bike down the street. Um, and she's wearing the clothes that Georgie was wearing. Um, the whole full yellow rain suit. Um, yeah. A lot of it connections I was making with this movie for some yep. reason. I wrote my notes. <laughs> That's true. It's intentional. Yeah. Um, she finds the house with the uh, address. Uh, I forgot the address numbers. Uh, 774. She found the house and immediately she it cuts to her at home calling the police or the detectives. She had their card. Um, After she cursed out God. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it did. So it cuts to Max. Uh, snorting a line of coke in the living room and he's staring at the map like real deeply and he has an epiphany <laughs> it reminds me of fucking sausage party when you, they took the uh whatever that was that, that makes them see the the food that's alive the hell did they take lsd oh i forgot so i'm like what are you talking now i don't remember what they took I don't know, but that's a more horrifying movie than this. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that movie. My least favorite Seth Rogen movie. Um, um, yeah, but anyways, um, he's staring at the map, and then he starts walking towards the kitchen, and he looks at the basement uh, the basement door. So um, he's slowly walking towards the basement, and as that's happening, it cuts to the police, and it shows that the police is on their way. And then it cuts to Finn. And he noticed, I don't know, it's like a weird effect on the phone. It looks like the phone is breathing, like inhaling and exhaling. Like, I don't know. It was weird. So I guess it was just letting know Finn, letting Finn know that stuff is about to go down. So Finn hurries up and grabs the phone as a weapon. 
and the door opens and it's Max and he sees Finn and he freaks out. He was like, I forgot what he says, but it was, <laughs> he just let him know that everything's okay. He's going to go get help. And, um, his clueless self as always. This is crazy. Uh, as you see the door slowly opening behind Max, you see, you barely, I guess you can see the gravity shadow come up behind him, but first thing I know is, is the freaking axe that goes into Max's head. The gravity just kills him, kills his own brother, hits him in the head with the axe. And then right after that happens, it cuts, the police, it cuts to the police showing up to the house with Gwen. Um, they start going to the house, then it cuts back to, over to the grabber, and the grabber tells Max, like, uh, man, well, I'm gonna have to. He was like, You've been looking for the missing kids, looks like I'm gonna have to push you with, with them. Um, saying that he's just gonna have to bury him with the other bodies. And he looks at Finn, he was like, um, I'm going to have to make your death be real slow and painful. So he calls his dog, Samson, to come downstairs. Um, then it cuts back over to the police walking through the house because you're thinking, oh, well, the police are finally here. Um, but they see the house is empty. So they're like, oh, shoot, this is the wrong house. I was then, confused and frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> it was a very tense like, will they, won't they walk in just in time to Boy. save him? <laughs> I thought they were going to walk in and Finn's already dead and the grabber's gone. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> but then it comes back over to the grabber. Um, he's chasing Finn through the house and Finn set up home alone traps with the uh, stuff that the uh, dead people left behind. He had the grabber trip over the uh, cord that he used to get to the window um, grabber trips over the cord and he falls into the hole that um, Bruce had dug up underneath the tile. And when he falls into the hole, he breaks his ankle on the gate uh, that was on the window. And uh, yeah. Uh, and the grabber is like screaming in pain because, of course, he would be. He broke his ankle. And Finn uses the moves that Robin used or Robin taught him with the phone and just beats the hell out of the grabber. And then Finn wraps the cord around the neck of the grabber and starts choking the grabber. And the phone starts to ring. And uh, what you call it, Finn, it was like, this is for you. And he puts the phone up to... To grab his ear, and all the girls are yelling at him, saying whatever. I don't know. It was uh, all. The, it basically was the same stuff they were saying to yeah, him, right. but got to be recycled. I guess again. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Maybe they could only say so many words, so they had to make sure that their words meant something to Finn or whoever gets locked up in there. But if they ever did get a chance to speak to that motherfucker again, they he would hear those yeah. uh yeah you're right um and then Finn breaks his neck um because back to the police uh the police find a door to a basement um at this point you think oh it's the basement Finn's gonna be in but no it's the basement 
um, that um, the grabber buried all the bodies in. Um, then it cuts to which we call it Gwen. She's sitting outside, and you see. Oh, you, well, Finn doesn't leave yet. Um, Sam Samson, the big dog, is still there, and Finn goes to the refrigerator um, and grabs a steak and gives it to Samson so Samson won't attack him and he leaves and cuts to Gwen. She's outside and she looks up and she sees Finn walking out of the house that's across the street and yeah. It's pretty much sort of the end of the movie, I guess. Um I was screaming because he was like standing there for so long. I'm like, get off the fucking property. It's not out of the woods yet. I know you think you killed them, but get out. Like I was so pissed. Yeah. But yeah, uh, that's pretty much the end of the movie because I cuts to Gwen and Finn together. The father comes up. The father starts crying and saying, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It won't happen again. Blah, blah, blah. Um, Cuts to the um, so is he a good guy now? I don't know. <laughs> is, he, is that a redemption arc? I don't I know. I guess. Because <laughs> um, to the next day, Finn's in school. Everybody's talking about him as him being the guy that killed the grabber. His bullies are scared of him. And uh, he pretty much got the girl. Uh, I forgot her name. Who cares? Uh, yeah. <laughs> She was so not needed. She was literally the last scene. She's so not needed. That's one of the few things I did not like about this movie. Besides that, we, uh, we're we going to say it both unanimously. We both think it's spooky. It's a yeah. great movie. It's probably yeah. the best movie that we reviewed this year and might review this year for horror. Um, yeah. Yeah, actually, I can't think of anything better. Well... The only thing I could say that – well, no, you are. <laughs> no, I do got something I like more, but it's fine. Wait, what? That, that, you mean that we'll get there, like, to review? Like, we are reviewing that movie that you like more? Yeah. Okay. We'll In see. a couple days. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, it was a good movie. Um. I don't have anything, anything bad to say about it. I do have something bad to say about uh, – uh, your movie sucks. Yeah. So he said that this movie is a five out of ten because he said that he felt like the little sister was useless and that all she did was bring the uh, detectives to the wrong house. And that's the thing I hate about critics. It's like if you're going to be taken seriously, like that's what makes me scared to be a critic because it's like. What if I'm saying something bad because I miss out like on a huge detail? Like yeah. he missed out on the detail of she didn't bring them to the wrong house. She brought them to the house that where all the dead bodies were. Yeah. The ghosts led her to where they were buried. Because that's what ghosts do. Like they want to pro- their bodies be like to have a proper send-off. Like I don't understand why he said that. It she was sense. she was so important to the plot, so, like the, mainly the reason why. Like I guess Finn survived no matter what, but 
I guess he's saying, oh, she didn't actually save him. She was sitting on the curb. I mean, who knows? They could have walked into the other house. She could have realized the number with, or something. She could, I do, she could have had more visions or something. I don't know. I just don't think that that's why it's a 5 out of 10, just because of that character. Well, not that. And also, his other thing was he uh, felt like they shouldn't have had the kid ghost in there because he said they didn't look scary. He said it would have been better if it was just the voices on the phone, which I get Maybe. that because he was saying that less is more, which yes. I get that with Scott Derrickson because I felt the same way with Sinister with Bagul at the end. I feel like they should not have had Bagul picked up that little girl at the end of the movie. But I just don't think these are deal breakers. Like those kids, they barely showed those kids. It was just this pen in the back, like pinball was screaming and kicking the 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 um the bottle. Yeah. And then another thing he didn't like was so there's rules in movies where movies usually start off with either sex or death. Yeah. Yep. Um Rise he, of the Future. His thing was that this movie didn't do that. And he said that's fine, but he said that the fact that they don't show the grabber kill anybody shows that we don't know, like, we don't fear the grabber because we don't know what he's capable of. But I feel like that's implied. Like, hey, they're dead. They're dead. You don't have to think about what he's capable of. He, they're dead. And also, they're explaining on the phone about the Naughty Boy game. Come on, man. But I feel like not knowing what he's capable of makes him even more scary because I did. Yes, the unknown is know, the most. Right? Yes, the unknown is the scariest thing in the history of anything, and I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. Only thing I didn't like about this movie was okay. What was Deputy So and So's actual name in this movie? Max. Uh, Max. Yeah. Okay. He, he might have been unneeded. But I like that he's there. I don't like that he was right on top of it. Like, I, is there some sort of humor or irony in it? Like, I just th think that it was stupid. Like, he's he's plotting this whole thing, trying to find these kids. And somehow, you're not realizing your brother's staying in the basement kind of long. Because well, he's stupid. It, it's just, there's just an amount of stupid that just, like... It just it wasn't believable to me. It was I know it's a movie you're supposed to suspend disbelief, but I just don't think the the brother was. He, I don't know. I love that guy, but was he really needed? Could the movie still exist without him? I think so. No, I don't think it can. I think he, he, he was needed because he's mostly the reason why the grabber failed. Because he was saying everything was going wrong and not expected it was all because Max had to come and visit. Max threw everything off for him. Oh, so how long was he in there? I just, it felt like he did a couple months though. I thought it was since he grabbed, uh, since he grabbed Finn. Cause he said that things, he said that something happened that was unsuspected or whatever. And Finn was like, what, did some, is somebody here? Did somebody come visit or whatever? Yeah. And it was Max. Okay, okay. so I thought he was studying it longer. I thought that he almost was got kicked out of his house and he was a person who was obsessed with trying to find kids anyway. And he just somehow, 
I guess now is in that house. And I thought he would have figured it. But I guess, no. But I guess it did kind of save Fink because it was a distraction enough to yeah, be prepared. I still think maybe... Eh. Because like, uh, that's the other thing. I don't understand where he was at like this whole time. Like, was he at work when, when uh, the grabber was sitting in the kitchen wearing a mask and shirtless? The belt? <laughs> well, yeah, like, come on. <laughs> like, is his brother eccentric or something where he goes in to get a glass of milk and it's like, oh, that's just him. That's just the grabber. Yeah, like the days where he left. Wait, like. That's what I'm saying. The suspense oh, disbelief like, is too much with this. Yeah, that you made me think. Because, like, I was thinking, okay, maybe Max doesn't spend all his days there. So maybe. It sounds like he's pathetic and he does. Right. It made me. Because at first I'm thinking, okay, maybe the days that the grabber leaves the door open, those are the days Max aren't isn't there. Where is but he? He is there because the day freaking. Finn escaped. Max was there. He was asking what that noise was. Yeah. So <laughs> what was this? What was the grabbers thinking? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. If your brother was coming over and forced to stay, like, did he grab Finn before that? No. Yeah, he did. Oh, wait. So that was day of then. Then he's only been there a day, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> And he already had a board ready. Hmm. Again, this is the only like the you, you, everything sucks guy. I don't mind name dropping him because he's meant to rip things apart. It's like it's I'm not scared of getting backlash him because he's yeah. harsh on purpose. Yeah. And I feel like people almost like Anthony Fantano, the needle drop is just people expect him to rip into things. So I think he either plays into it or tricks himself into thinking that movies are worse than they are. Yeah. And I he just, also said that he don't understand why he just didn't have his brother stay in the house across the street, but I feel like that would have been worse because he would have just smelled the dead bodies. Also, <laughs> what wouldn't he ask his brother, why the fuck do you have two houses across from each other? Yeah, exactly that too. I also, did like that, that twist. For him to be able to afford two houses like that. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he's a children's magician. I don't know. But yeah, I, I no complaints with this on on our sides really. It's a great movie. Uh, I don't think there's gonna be a sequel. No, uh, I don't. I hope not. It looks like he finished him. Like usually, I feel like this open endedness where there could be a sequel, but it feels it feels like the the rope around the neck really the the the, the phone wire mm-hmm. did him in. And I thought that was that was good that they added that instead of just bashing. If you would have bashed him, he would have still been dazed probably, and then. Um, open ended, but the choking I feel like really did it. Hopefully, yeah. I mean it broke his neck. Yeah, he heard the crack. But if anything, they'd probably do a sequel. But I'm not a sequel, a prequel. But I don't know. Mm. Horrible prequel. I mean, so. it, it was ugh, no, we don't. And <laughs> um, I mean, it was praised both by critics and fans alike so it is very possible uh i know ethan hawk also is a mainstream actor so maybe he might be busy for another one or maybe not want to come back who knows i think he likes that shit i think he's like cage where he's like this is great this is re 
invigorating my career. So good for, good for Ethan Hawke. So now an R heart icon. There should be, is there a, a male equivalent of Scream Queen? Uh, I don't think so. There should be. Yeah. So I think of, I always think of uh, Andy Barkley. And just Ethan Hawke has now been in like four different, I think, horror movie franchises. Uh, Black Phone, Sensor, Purge. What's another one? I guess there wasn't four. Either way, I mean, come on. Pretty big movie is the last 10 years. Yeah. But give it, he gave crime, back back to the, your every guy, the everything sucks guy. He gave, he reviewed Crimes of the Future and Black Phone in one swoop, and he both gave them 5 out of 10. I don't understand that. What, what was the point of combining that video? And also how they equal each other. Obviously, it's subjective, but I think that... Well, I understand why he combined it, because his uh, crimes review was only like two minutes. <laughs> so why even do it? Exactly, yeah. I, so that's what I'm saying. He leans into ripping things apart. So yeah. I don't... That's not someone I would necessarily trust to see if yeah. someone liked the movie that I should go see. If you yeah. know someone just known for ripping shit, like... I guess that's good for you and you like that. But uh, I want to see movies and be told to see movies and reasons why. And we think you should see this movie, everyone. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Great movie. Yes. Well, I guess I guess that's it for, for us for this episode. Um, here's the plug time. Hopefully I get it right. Follow us on all social medias at Spooky Dookie. On all platforms but Twitter, Spooky Dookie underscore. Got it right. SpookyDookie.com for our merchandise. Uh, well, that's it's basically it. You know, got anything else to say? Um, pee pee poo poo. Okay. On that note, uh, I almost forgot our catchphrase. <laughs> this has been a Spooky Dookie podcast. No, stay spooky. Stay dookie. <laughs> <laughs>